What's up, friends, family, online viewers? It's Pat Hilton and Ty Lasseter. Hey, guys. How's it going this week? Super excited. We're going to bring some good content. We are live at Key City Capital, and we got to give you guys something real quick. It is our official intro featuring our boy, Vanilla Ice. Cash, cast, coming in fast. Relative info on investments that will smash. Miss out on this, you'll be coming in last. Acoustic force, bringing the intro blast. Hey, this is Vanilla Ice, and I'm chilling with my man, Ty Lasseter. And I want to tell you one command. Stop, collaborate, and listen. Key City Capital is about to throw down. So get it how you live it, and always remember, cash, cash, baby. <laughs> Bet. I have had a number of sellers that have told us that we got the deal because we touched their their property, we touched them, we had marketing to them, we were in front of them more often than our competition was. Sweet. Well, you so heard we're him. diving right Get in. How you live it. That's right. And um, we got some notes that we're going to hop off of today. Um, we want to make sure that we're focusing on bringing you guys value. As you guys know, Pat the Computer Nerd is always online. So if you guys have questions or anything, I just uh, I just shared the stream onto my page. Feel free to hop on. Uh, we got a new camera. I'm sure somebody will, yeah, will comment on that. I mean, that goes that. back. I mean, we talked about this at, at our event this last weekend. It's those those 1% increases right in efficiencies and we had some comments on the focus on on the cup here right and so we got a new pat went out and got a new camera we fixed that right right so hey first real quick i want to show throw a shout out to uh, some of our sponsors we've got uh, hammer gods construction that handles a big majority of our construction projects so want to say a thank you to those guys and they're doing a fantastic job getting our projects completed on time and most of the time in budget, um, two primary things in construction. And then GOAT Funding, one of our big major uh, capital sources that uh, is one of our biggest capital partners. So uh, thank you guys. And with that, we can get moving forward. Absolutely. And always huge shout out to uh, Propelio. Their live yeah. event is tonight at the Palace Theater. If you're, you're anywhere- You're gonna go crush it tonight. We'll right? be crushing it. I got I got my cool little lights. <laughs> I got my uh, my wide screen cam, uh, stream camera. I might even stream live from the Palace Theater there. Nice, uh, nice. I'll be at the registration booth from five to 6 p.m. So you guys come say hi. I'll sing you a little custom song. Welcome you to the uh, to the event. They're bringing you guys a ton of value. Always free. Those guys put on a fantastic and show. It's, and it's just really, really cool. So that's another thing we wanted to jump in and talk about was, um, what, what got me here was, where do I want to take my life? I was just talking to Lee about this with, yeah. with the gains, the 1% increases, which was huge for me on Friday. Where do I want to be in five years? Where do I want to be in 10 years? Right. You know, and it's like, I love California, beautiful place. You know, I'm always going to throw that in there because it that's where I was able to really figure out who I was right. and where I wanted to go and learn this business stuff and get in touch with people that can help me build a digital marketing business. And so what happened was I started meeting a lot of people in the real estate sector yeah. that are um, creating a lot of wealth for themselves. And like you called, and I'd never heard this said, but generational wealth. Yeah. And absolutely. it's like, who doesn't want that? Well, yeah. So, I mean, our focus and kind of our, um, our why here within, within Key City Capital and my partners and I, we're looking to, um, to set up a, a business and a portfolio through real estate 
that will positively affect our fifth generation, right? And so we're we're about two generations deep now. We've got two generations that'll be taken care of with what we've done so far. And so now it's, we've got to go back. And one of the things that I wanted to talk to today, and, and you have really started talking about is the zero-based thinking, right? What got you to where you are today? What got you when you were in California, right? To get on to um, some of the stages that you got on to. And then what got you from there to the next place is not what gets you to the next level, right? right. And so it's a zero-based thinking. I got to here. Okay, now what do I need to do? I need to stop and rewind. What do I need to do to get to that next level, right? right. And you have to look around you too. It's a 360 thing. We were talking about this 360 shift. That 1% is going to give you, and my buddy Sean Whalen talks about this, yeah. that 1% shift What's going to happen a year from now? You're you're now changing the trajectory of your entire life. Right. So me and my friends, we were all singing the cover gigs at the bars. Mm -hmm. Super fun. We're young. We're living by the beach. It's great. So I wanted to be at the business conferences. What do I need to do to make a shift to get Gary Vaynerchuk's attention, to get Grant Cardone's attention, to be right. on the same stage with Andy Fursella, with Michael Jordan's coach, Tim Grover? Right. Who am I going to be getting this, this advice from? And how am I going to get in front of these people that are going to give me that 1% edge? Yeah, I think you ask a, you ask a great question. You're getting deep already at the beginning of this. So it's like, you know, um, what what you're talking about that what am i going to do to do this that's the system and the process right? right so i like the way you're thinking and that's exactly what we part of what we talked about and what lee talked about at our last event really the 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 aggregation of marginal gains or what i call the one percent rule right so here's here's what i want my result to be i want to get in front of these people right but what do i have to do in order to do that yeah. right so what what system and process do i need to put in place what steps do i need to take to do that right and then you start on that journey and as you're moving down that journey you need to take little tweaks and how you change is how you succeed. That's my one of my coaches, JT, tells me this all the time. How you change is how you succeed, right? So you've got a result. You build a process and a system out that's going to get you to that result. Right. And as you're moving down that line, right, if you feel like you're, it's just like flying a plane, right? A pilot doesn't fly directly in a straight line. They, they start flying in the direction that they want to go, and then they make little tweaks all along the way that puts them back on their progress, Right. And so they're making little tweaks along the way. And you've got to do the same thing with your systems and processes. Right. So as you're moving down the line, what can I do right here to make a one percent marginal increase in what I'm doing? Make it that much more efficient. Right. And every day, if you focus on that little one percent tweak at the end of the year, you've you've increased the efficiency of that process by 38 wow. percent. Right. Just by making one percent changes every single day at a, a compounded rate of 365 days, it's a th overall 38% increase in your efficiency of whatever process it is. And that blew that my mind when he was talking about that at the event was it's just, there's literally math behind this. Exactly. And you can't argue with like real numbers, factual results. numbers. It's like, you know, again, it's just like my dad's an accountant. I, I've brought that up a lot. He speaks all over the world. I'm proud of that. He's in Barcelona and uh, Portugal. And my mom was sending me pictures on Mother's Day. And uh, they were at some, um, the soccer game emptied oh, out fun. and they were eating, you know, <laughs> uh, winter tacos, which is what we ate like in Rome when right. I was 16. And it's just like, he doesn't get to do those things um, because he didn't make those changes from growing up on the north side of St. Louis in, you know, a one bedroom house sleeping right. on the floor with, you know, my uncle Mark. 
who runs his own dental company now and plays golf three times a week. Like yeah. it's you see where they came from and where they are now, and you're like, wow. Yeah. So you make a good point. Huge shifts. Anybody that that anybody that sets out and says, I want to be successful, whether it's in my own business or whatever it is that I want to do. Anybody that says, I want to be successful at this. Well, even the other people that want to get into that, nobody, nobody gets into anything that they decide where it's a professional athlete, whether it's an entrepreneur, a real estate investor, you don't get into something and say, I want to be unsuccessful, but this is what I want to do. Right? <laughs> right. Everybody has the same goal of being successful, whatever that goal may be. Right. But the difference between those that become successful and those that don't is how the successful change, right? Because the successful focus on the process to get them to that result. Right. Whereas the people that don't ever um, uh, execute and excel on what it is that they want to do, it's because they're so focused on the end result. All they're doing is focusing on the end result. They're focusing on other people and watching the other people around them right. instead of focusing on the process that they've put in place to get them to their result. Well, and we talked about this too. You can't compare, Pat can't compare his chapter zero or page 17 in real estate right. to, to Ty's chapter 11. Yeah. Everybody's or, or I'm just going to beat position. myself up all day about That's what exactly I don't know. Right. Yeah. I didn't know that we were looking at, at HUDs earlier, which is a popular term, uh, housing and urban development. I didn't, right. I don't know what right. that means. Yeah. And, and when you're honest with yourself and you walk in and say, Oh, wait, maybe I don't know this. That allows you to learn and figure right. that out. And then, Oh, what do I need to do to accomplish whatever it is that I want to do? Right. But everybody's at a different chapter in life at any given time yep. in life. Right. And so whether you're just getting started in your business or you're just getting started in real estate or whatever it is that you're doing, your your structure, your plan, your process is going to be different than anybody else, right? It's just like DNA in a person. Everybody is different and unique, right? Strengths and So if you're sitting there yeah. trying to be somebody else or trying to be in the shoes of somebody else and you're focusing on that, you're not going to be focused on the, on the process that you need to implement to get to the result that you want. And to be the person that's going to get that result, the pat or the tie that's going to get that result right. or get on the stage or get, get those sales or those numbers or whatever. We actually had a, a question Kyle was watching last week. How do you define general generational wealth? How um, do you set a number or monthly income? So I set a number and monthly income first. I'm going to answer. So it's a two part question. A very good question. I set it on um, before I got into real estate, I was making, I had a W2 job in accounting like your dad, right? But right. I, I hated that. That's not what I wanted to do. Um, I had a, a living, right? And I made a certain amount. Um, it was a six figure amount and I had created a living and a lifestyle that I enjoyed, right? So when I first got started in real estate, I knew I wasn't immediately going to get to that. It was going to take me a while, right? And I actually cut my pay in half. Well, when I cut my pay in half, I realized real quickly that this is not my freedom number, right? Like right. this is not going to cut it for me. But I also didn't need immediately the $150,000 salary that I had at first, right? And so I set my number based off of that. I, I figured out that I needed about $8,000 a month, right? And so that was kind of my freedom number. When I got to that number, I knew that if anything happened and I didn't do another real estate transaction, I would be set because right. it was just under $100,000. Now that's changed. My lifestyle has increased with myself and my partners. We've got, um, we want to take monthly trips. The four of us guys take monthly trips and then our families take yeah, monthly trips, online, right? Which so is awesome. we can go out and do things. And so that takes a little bit higher number. So You're my reinvesting number is into those relationships too. Exactly right. It's just like business. We're... 
um, where you put your money is where you're going to you're going to see results. Right. Um, and that's that's in life. Right. If you put money into your your marriage relationship. Right. If you if you go out and you buy your wife a wedding ring the day that you get married and then you never give her another gift, your marriage is going to suffer because of that. Right? right. And I didn't realize that for a long time. And then when I started buying Louis Vuittons for for my wife and buying her shoes and things like that, like my marriage changed, right? Because of it, right? And so it's the same thing with your business. That's the same thing with um, with your business partners and whatever you're doing. Right. So anyways, I set my number based off of what are my lifestyle expenses, right? What's my house payment? What's my car payment? What's uh, the cost of my groceries? What are my kids involved in? Like my kids are involved in um, a number of different things. And so you go through all that and what do I need to get by? Right. Well, then that determines your freedom number, right? And so then you build a portfolio around that number, right? And then once you get to that number, then you start creating new goals and new results that you want. And that's when I decided that I want to affect five generations, right? And so I based that off of my lifestyle growing up, right? And so my dad had a successful business. um, And I talked about this a little bit last week. The one thing that limited him and a lot of uh, of entrepreneurs from that generation is if it's if it's meant to be, it's up to me, right? And they never leveraged and and couldn't grow because of it because they ended up having to touch every aspect of their business, right? So he was successful. We we didn't we didn't want or need for anything. Like we got to take vacations every year. Right. Um, had a nice house. Um, and and I mean I enjoyed everything that I wanted to enjoy, right? So I wanted to be able to build a business that would allow my fifth generation to have that lifestyle if they wanted to based off of what we did today, right? And so now I'm in the process of building out that company. And right now my my kids are set and their kids will be set to where if if they didn't want to work now, I'm not just going to hand it over. Like I'm not the one that's just going to say, I'm going to hand you your lifestyle. You don't have to do anything, right? right. Like they're going to have like to t- My dad show, was the same way. Obviously, I'm not going to see my fifth generation, right? But we're going to have to see that you're going to have the responsibility to steward what it is that I can leave behind for you, right? Yep. And when they show that and show a desire, what we've created today would affect, would allow my second generation today to not ever have to work if they didn't want to. That's beautiful. Right? And so now we're building that out. We've got three more generations to go. And so that's what our our company's focus is. And so I, I hope, I hope Kyle, that answers your question. Yeah. Um, really in the way that, that you were asking it. Absolutely. Um, and, and Pat, you made a good point a while ago, really about kind of focusing on and thinking about what other people are doing, right? And comparing yourself to other people, right? And and what that is, that's a scarcity mindset, right? That's saying, oh, well, what he has is is better than what I have, or it's different than what I have, and I need to get to that point. Right. right. And we see the but planes. You don't know and we see the planes and the Lambos and the stuff online. <laughs> it can be intimidating. Because yeah. you know, what I mean, I, 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 it took. Grant is like sixty-five years old. I always exactly. talk about Grant Cardone because he did give me an opportunity that a lot yeah. of people don't get. I'm but, a long ways from affording a, a G5 jet. Like yeah. I got a long ways to go. And it's but just that's like he didn't get that until he was fifty-eight or fifty-nine right. years old. I think that's the reality of it. Uh, yeah, thirty-five-year-old Pat comparing himself to fifty-eight-year-old Grant is, yeah. is an unfair. An unrealistic comparison. Right. And you don't know what his purpose in that is, right? right? Like for me to go out, if if I were to go out and try and buy, like I could buy a plane right now, I couldn't buy a jet. But if I were to go out and do that, if I were to go out and focus on buying cars, whatever it was, like I could go buy a Lamborghini tomorrow, right? Like I, I could do that. But what that's going to do is that's going to prevent me from getting to my goal. Like that's one of those systems and processes, right? Like if I do that tomorrow, 
like it's going to be that much longer because then that's you can't not a afford cash flowing this, asset. This, 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 and the other. Exactly. I get like it. that, you know, exotic cars are an asset. They don't really lose their value all that much, but they're not a cash flowing asset. It's not going to give me anything off of it other than like, oh, cool. I get to go jump in the Lambo today. Right. But it, what that isn't going to do is it's going to slow down the time for me to getting to the, the, the end result that I want. Right. right. And so that's what everybody has to focus on. What is it that they want? Right. And then you got to build out that process that takes you to from point A to point B, the quickest and most efficient, better, faster, more efficient. Right. I like it. So Kyle actually posted one more thing on average. How many deals would it take to hit those numbers or to hit that number, that freedom number? It depends on the deal. right? Yeah. So I go into that. I actually was recording some of that last week on um, a, a program that I offer. But what you do is for, for us on average, if we're doing a rental, we're just under $200 of net income per month. Right. And so that's with, with maintenance expense, that's on our total portfolio. Right. And so if you look at our total portfolio, the mixture of multifamilies and the single families, all of the rentals only were just under $200 of net income per month. Okay. Right. And then if you look at our owner finances, we're a little bit over $220. We're at like 222 or 223. And on the rentals, we're at like one, 180, right? And so if you average them together, it's about $200 a door, right? And so then how many doors is it that's going to okay. take you? So I think for me, um, when I got to uh, $8,000, it was about 58 or 60, somewhere right in there. I don't know off the top of my head that math, but it was somewhere right around 60 properties, I think, that got me to my freedom number when I had that was when uh, I could uh, walk away. Of money that's of, passive. Of passive cash flow properties, right. right? And now we all know, like everybody talks about um, active, you know, doing fix and flips versus passive. And we all know that the rental game is not fully passive, right? But what it is, when it becomes passive is when you figure out how to leverage um, what is unpassive for you. So if you're having to fix toilets, right? Well, how can you leverage that to make it be more passive? When you only have five or 10 properties, you can't really afford to do that, right? Because it's no, too expensive to hire somebody that's to do what that, I was gonna right? say. But once you get to about 25 properties, if they're in a generalized location, and for us, they typically are, we like to go in, we do, you know, when we, when we target a market, we want to get to 100 properties as quickly as possible in that market, if it's for specific reasons. Now, when we're doing our vacation stuff, we typically go for 10 properties vacation because you can... Vacation rental management companies are expensive, but they do a good job, right? And when we're looking at vacation areas, we're looking at them for personal reasons as well. So let's take those aside and focus on just regular rentals in the markets that we go after. We right. want to we want to go in and immediately put in um, into uh, the economy enough to buy 25 properties and then get to 100 really quickly. And that allows us to partner with a management company in that area so that we can do that, right? And so that's what we've done in all so the markets that we go into. Those tasks. Exactly. And so now I'm not having to focus on those toilets and I'm not having to focus on the tenants when the tenant's not paying. Like um, a couple of weeks ago, we had a tenant that uh, for a long time, we really liked um, voucher housing, right? In section eight and a couple of the markets that we were in because there was a, a high demand and um, there was a very high demand for them and not a very big economy. There wasn't enough product, right? right? And so we were able to go in really quickly and fill that demand. But then we found out that we had one tenant that didn't pay for a while. And then she ended up getting, well, she was 100% covered by her voucher. But then she got a job and didn't report that job for three months. And then um, the housing authority found out. They went into our account and re just took the money out without telling us. We had an $8,000 hit one month because of 
all the stuff related to oh, that wow. one tenant because they just went in and took the cash out, right? And so those are things that you focus on, right? But because we build out a system and a process and we know exactly what we're trying to do in the uh, markets and the economies that we go into, we can go in and we partner with a, a management company that will handle those things for us and they'll handle the evictions and the, the leasing and all of that See, and I'm stuff. glad you're touching on this because nuts and bolts, there's always nuts and bolts in the business 1%, that people right? aren't looking at and that can be what makes or breaks you. Yeah, and and when you're when you're focused on somebody else or somebody else's business or how you can be in somebody else's business or how you can, you know, beat your competition or whatever it is, you need to know what your competition's doing, right? You need to know what what's working in this economy, what's working in this market that I can implement, right? Of course. But it, there's there's an abundance, right? If you're flying in a, a plane at 30,000 feet and you put your finger on the window and you control that much property, your life is set. Now you may not be three, four, five generations deep, right? And so that's all it takes. So if yeah, you'll go like in then and forget about what, what, what everybody else is doing and trying to be somebody else or trying to beat somebody else or trying, you know, to deflect what somebody else is doing and you'll focus on your process, you'll find that you can go in and you can really, um, become very, very efficient and much quicker if you'll just focus on that process of doing whatever it is that you want to do and need to do to get to your end. In result. any aspect of life. Exactly. And I love this because it goes back to exactly what I was touching on. So if I'm singing cover songs at the bar and that's paying my bills, but I want to be working with businesses and creating songs for businesses. I just did this cool song for Propelio. Yeah. It's all over their pages and everyone's right. loving that, dude. And those people are going to be able to network with me tonight. And that's a great way for me to put my talent and my skills in front of potentially five or 600 people coming through the door tonight in a positive way. That's exactly And so right. um, I had to make a shift from, you know, in that corner, you know, sweating it out to... 1% every day, making uh, funny songs on the internet and this and that. And at first it was like, well, what's he doing? And then after a while, well, once you're on Grant Cardone's page and there's 70,000 views in 24 hours, it's like, oh, that's well, exactly this is right. where it was going the whole time. Right. So successful people think eight moves ahead, right? And unsuccessful people, they're, they're so focused on the end result that they're thinking about now. Like, what can I do now? Like, and, and they struggle, right? And that survival from, mode survival was something mode, that we were right? talking about, which I thought was. A, and yeah. when you're in survival mode, you can't think ahead. It's like anxiety and be proactive. Yeah. You're, you're reactive thinking instead of proactive thinking, right? You've got to think eight moves ahead. What's the economy going to do? What's this network going to do? What's this, what's this market going to do? What are my buyers going to do? What are, you know, you've got to be thinking about all of those things at all times, right? And that's the difference. Successful people are constantly thinking on um, the lights went out, but we're systems, still here, right? Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> our motion sensor's covered up, I guess. Oh. But um, so successful people are always thinking about the processes and the systems that can get them to the point that they need to be, right? And they bring others up in that process. They build a network around them of successful people because they understand that in order for them to be successful, they need successful people around them. Look at Apple, right? Or look at Google. What did those companies do to create so much success? You've got the executives of the company that they knew that they were very good at this, right? And so they focused on this, but they weren't very good at this part of their company. So what did they do? They went out and they hired the best at that part of their company, right? right? And so that's the same thing that we do in our company. Like I want to put the best people in place at whatever piece of the company that it is so that we can be the best throughout our full company, right? And so in doing that, 
you naturally create a network of success around you, right? And you bring others up as you grow, they grow, right? And so it creates opportunities for not just you, not just your business, but for everybody around, right? So it creates opportunities for you. It creates opportunities for Malia or for Evan or whoever it is that's in our business, Sky, right? And all of our partners have different types of opportunities that present themselves, right? Right. And then on top of that is with the opportunities, it creates an abundance lifestyle, right? But then if you look at unsuccessful people that are thinking about now and all they have is these it's, it's like a horse with blinders on, right? And all they have is, all they can see is what is in front of them right now that's pre- preventing them to getting to the next step. Well, then they start focusing on other people. Oh, and then, and then their focus becomes on that person, right? And so then they either have to do whatever it is that they can to beat that person or to try to bring that person down, right? And so then it naturally brings negativity into everything that they do because they're focused on negatively impacting somebody else And in turn, it negatively impacts them and their business, right? And it prevents them from focusing on those 1% marginal increases in their business to continue to grow. And then you're plateauing or you're, you're skydiving. I mean, you're, yeah, I mean, all of this is, is so relevant, especially for where I'm at now. Cause it's like you said, I made a full transition from what I wanted five years ago Mm -hmm. is different than what I want now. Exactly. I wanted to be where I am now, but what that process took me in a full circle to us doing this and me on the theme song with Vanilla Ice. Like, how cool is that? Right. That opportunity was was brought because of Everything that we're talking about was all these 1% gains, the the making fun of the stop sign reporter or ever turned into me learning how to build that video template. And so now I can present that. And now we've got all this different stuff going on that I'd used my music talent to now we're providing um, real world value. Stay in your lane. Great. And uh, Kyle said- That's a great point. Stay in your lane. What's the average price of a home you make 200 a month on? Um, so that's, there's, I I make that in two different economies, right? Very different economies, but that is my, that's the result that I want to generate. So then I build a process house to out to get to that. I know that that's my numbers and I know that that number works. And so it doesn't matter the market. So I've got one market that we focus very heavily on that. We actually have more than a hundred at this point in that market. Um, but the price point there, I'm buying houses at about $35,000 with an average of 12, thousand seven hundred ish i'll have to go back and check with matt later today to find out exactly what our construction budget is but anyways we're less than fifteen thousand in the rehab so our total price point there is under fifty thousand dollars the appraised value on those is ninety seven five is the average and we're still getting our average two hundred dollars per door but we also get the same thing in a metropolitan area like of all of our properties here in the dfw area our average here is about a hundred and eighty nine dollars and so it's the same thing. Our price point here is about $125,000 purchase, about a $20,000 rehab on a $200,000 ARV, right? Or appraised value. Right. And so two very different markets and two wow. yeah, major different. different price points. But when you go into a market, and, and this is something that I talk about all the time, in business, it doesn't matter the business that you're in. You want to create your own economy, 
right? And that's and, why, and I, why I go focus. back to my thing. I thought it was cool. She said, stay in your lane. I focus on what I'm good yeah, at, man. Exactly. And I don't try and be an expert at something I don't know anything about. So that's, that's a good point. And also it goes back to what I was talking about, about different people, right? Like if you're sitting here focused in on focusing on your competition, you're not focusing on you're building your economy out, right. right? You're focused on their economy now, right? They're creating an economy and you're focused on that, right? If you will focus on creating your own economy and you know your metrics and you know your numbers, then you can focus on systems and processes that build out the results yeah. that generate what you want. And that to was get so cool. And I love sports uh, yes. analogies and movie analogies. I, you'll hear me talk about all that stuff. But uh, Lee was talking about mm. The Lakers of the 80s oh, yeah. with Kareem and Magic and, uh, you know, all those kinds of players that really everyone will be talking about them forever. Right. But what did they need to do to be the champions rather when than the team When they were labeled the champions, they actually eliminated. didn't win that. Right. Year, right. We talked about that. And I didn't even know that because I didn't really know the history, I guess. Um, I just looked at them as they win all the time. Exactly. See, that's... That's a, and, and so th- now you've got a different, a different outlook on that, right? right. That's a, a results-based person versus a systems and process-based person, right? Well, so now you're like, oh yeah, they're, they're the, uh, they're the, the team of the eighties and nine or early nineties, right? right? And they're supposed to be the best team, the best basketball team ever. Well, if that's all you focus on, you're like, oh yeah, they won championships, right? And they didn't win the championship this year, but they did. And then they did. And then they right. did, right? Well, then you didn't focus on why they did. You got to go back and ask yourself why, what did they do? And that's what Pat Riley did. Number Pat one, Riley, they lost that one year. They did, discussed. right? And then Pat Riley built out a system, built out a process that would generate the results they wanted. And what were those results, right? To win a championship. And so they did the next year because they built out a step-by-step process, a GPS model that would get them to the 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 uh, the the the, um, the trophy, title game, right? Yeah. The title game, right? And so they quit focusing on winning the title game and they focused on what can I do today? Now the next day, right. how can I better how can I be better than the previous day? What, what are the better, little faster, areas that I need to measure? I thought that was cool too. What areas am I measuring? Right? And what uh growth am I seeing in those areas to get me to that? So result? that's that proactive thinking, right? And reactive thinkers they're thinking about the, the the big picture numbers, right? And so in basketball, it's points, right? Or it's assists rebounds. or rebounds, right? So that's the things, that's the matrix that everybody's measuring, right? And so if you're just measuring off of those, you're missing out on a number of matrix that can make your team better, faster, more efficient, right? And so when you start going after the hustle points or the offensive fouls, right? Can I generate the other, can I cause the other team to create an offensive foul? Well, that's a turnover, but that turnover is not calculated because it's only calculated right. as a foul, right? And so you you then start measuring matrix that other people aren't measuring because you're focused on a process, right? And so that's just you know, such that, good information. That, that brings down that brings you down to, you know, what others think about what you're doing today is none of your business, right? You're always going to have people that are trying to bring you down. Or you're always going to have people that are better than you. It doesn't matter. Grant Cardone, he's got people that are that are more um, that are worth more than he is. That has more property than he does, right? Yeah. But he doesn't focus on that. He focused on his economy. Right. What is my economy, and how can I grow my economy? Right. Because there's who, seven who can billion. Can I bring into right my arena? There's seven billion people in the world. There's 300 million people in America. Right. You don't have to have Grant Cardone's economy. You don't have to have. Donald Trump's economy. Right. You don't have to have who you don't have to have my economy or whoever's else. It doesn't matter, right? If you'll focus on what you can do to build your own economy, 
then you're going to grow your business much faster because you're going to think about what do I need to do to grow my economy instead of what is somebody else doing to grow their economy, right? right? And so that's going to detract you. Right? I totally agree. Um, oh, how wow. much are you all in on a mobile home that needs to be moved? Oh, geez, I wouldn't pay for a mobile home that needed to be moved. Well, there you go. So, so I, zero. Yeah. Um, so uh, your moving costs, it's going to vary where you're going, right? And so one of our mobile home parks that we moved a bunch of mobile homes into, we put a bunch of new used mobile homes in it. Um, we ended up, um, and, and these were uh, certified. So the dealer that we were buying them from certified them, right? And they moved them for us. I think with the moving and the purchase of the mobile home, it was about $4,500, right? And when we bought the park that we bought, we paid less than $4,000 per lot. And each lot, all of them, except for, I think a handful, five or six lots had a mobile home on them already, right? And so- So you we bought the pay. whole piece of land. We bought the whole okay. mobile home park. And we gave zero value to the mobile home that was on that lot. We were oh, only okay. valuing the cash flow that we could generate based on that economy and what was in that economy. There was another mobile home park in the area that we could figure out what income was based off of that park. And, you know, when we were looking at this mobile home park, there was, you know, um, a, a number, a couple of handfuls of the mobile homes that were in good condition. There was another couple of handful that were in bad condition that were going to need work. And then there was a handful of them that needed to be completely taken off. And so we actually did a trade with the, with the, um, uh, the dealer that was um, supplying our new mobile homes. Right. And so there's a lot of things that go into that, but if I'm buying a single mobile home, um, I'm not going to give it much value at all, especially if I have to move it. Um, well, right. that, and, and now that's not to say that you, that you shouldn't, or you can't, I don't focus on those. That's not really the, the type of real estate that I focus on. Um, if I had a piece of land that was already retrofitted for a mobile home, or if I had a mobile home park and I just needed one mobile home to add because I had a vacancy, right? right. So I had, uh, I had, let's say I had 50, 50 lots and I only had 49 mobiles on there and I needed another one, right? Well, I might pay two to $4,000 plus the two to $4,000 to move it, um, really depending on the distance that you've got to move it. Um, then I might give it a small value, but I'm not just going to buy a mobile home to go put it on a piece of land unless there's um, a buyer lined up already. Because more than likely, you're going to have to owner finance that out, right? And that's a great exit strategy. We do a lot of that. But now you become really one-off focused and you're focusing on one deal, trying to get that one deal instead of focusing on um, how do I generate 100 leads to find five or six deals. Um, so, I, I, I really advise being careful about buying mobiles. I have uh, an investor of ours that's invested quite a bit of money that actually did that early on. Um, and they ended up losing eight or $10,000 of cash by doing that because they couldn't get the value out of the mobile home once they moved it to a piece of land that they, Got uh, it. that they were going to sell it on. Got it. Um, have you set a goal yet, Pat? I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think that, that, uh, yeah, I think that getting knowledge is a goal. I think you got to know what you're getting into. There's a, like an old quote, uh, uh, again, the cliches are, are true, like Shun Tzu or whatever. Like you got to know when you're getting on the battlefield that you're going to win. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, I'm not trying to like jump into something and have it not work out. We had um, a deal on the table that was going to be a first deal. It wasn't the deal I wanted to do. It, it, it did. We didn't close on that. Right. It wasn't what I wanted. 
So I did, I, I'll find something else. So you, you got to know that's number one is I got to have enough knowledge and I got to have enough people around me to know right. what's going to bring me the win. I'd rather win, win, win instead of like you're talking about make mistakes. I know people that have made mistakes that can help me not jump into those little rabbit holes because yeah. I don't want to have to climb out. I've got a, I've got a partner who's, so I've, I've accomplished that goal. Exactly. I've got a partner that talks about that, uh, wealth, wisdom and winning. And he's got a whole program built out around that. But, um, one of the things you brought up a, a unique point a while ago that you were thinking about, you know, a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. And one of the thing, you know, it, like I have those same like thoughts and ideas, but a cool thing, the cool thing about successful people. And when you're thinking about creating efficiencies in your business and in your processes every single day, what you can envision five years from now, like I have, re I've realized that I am blowing those, those goals out oh, of the wow. water. Right. And so now what we do and what we do in our business, one of the biggest things that we focus on is a 30, 60, 90, 365. Right. And so, what are we doing today, right? And how has it worked? And what do we need to do to change? Because how we change is how we succeed, right? right? So what do we need to do today so that in the next 30 days, we're going to continue to build on that? Then what are our goals with those changes? What are what are our matrix that we're going to hit in 60 days and in 90 days? And we revisit those every single month, right? So that we can go back and if we need to change, we need to tweak. If we're doing better than we expected, do we need to increase our goals? Or if we're if we're off by a little bit, do we need what do we need to do to change, right? And then one year. But once you get past that, when you have an abundance lifestyle and abundance of thinking, like you're going to find that you're going to far exceed what you can do in a year and two years and three years. Right? right. And, and so, and then you were kind of talking about, right. Your, your knowledge. Right. And so I, we, we talked it's about important. it earlier. One person, one deal, one opportunity can change your life, your business forever. Right. And so it just goes back to your network equals your net worth. Right talked a little bit about this last week that I didn't really understand that and understand that concept until I realized, right? Like, how do I network with the people that are my net worth, right? To, so that I can put them into oh, my network and yeah. into my economy, right? The communication that you need to exactly. develop the relationships. Cause this and is a once people, you develop every business is a people business. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And so once you develop that relationship, how do I grow and compound on it? And how do I utilize that? Am I going to utilize that? Is, is that person going to be an investor? Are they going to be a buyer? Are they going to be a partner? Are they going to endorse me? What is it that I'm going to do with that relationship? Right. And, and what you can't be focused on is it's all about me. Right. Because when you're networking with people that have a higher net worth than you, and that's what you want you to do, give. right? They're, the the radio station that everybody tunes into is WIFM, what's in it for me, right? And so uh, if you're what's in it for me and the person has a higher net worth than you, then you're not going to get through to them, right? But if you focus on how can I give them what they need, because in return, they're going to give back because they're successful because they have an abundance mindset, right? right? And so I, I kind of refer to it like it's same thing in real estate, right? You can have you can have the Google Maps approach or you can have the GPS approach, right? Like you can do the whole Google Maps thing. And I talked about this the other day at our event. You can, you can, I could drop you off in New York City, having never been there. And I can say, I need you to get to this place and give you a name, not an address, right. but a, the name of a place, right? And it's in this area, right? And you're on the opposite side of New York, right? And so then you go and you print off all the Google Maps and, and you try to do this with like a hundred pages of maps printed out, right? And they don't show you the level, right? So you need to be on the fifth bridge up instead of the bottom one. And they don't show you all of the, the um, construction that's going on and the traffic jams, right? 
And then you try to navigate this on your own using the GPS model or the, the maps model, right? right? And then you get lost and you go in and you, you ask the gas station oh, attendant, man. right? Or you can have so a GPS funny. and you put in your coordinates. Yeah. Well, that is that person who is more successful than you, who has a higher net worth, right? They're a GPS. If you learn how to use them, you can get to where they are. And so that's what I've done in my life. I've found people that are in the same business as me and the same businesses now that we have multiple businesses and doing the same things that I want to do and they're successful. And instead of me focusing on them and focusing on trying to be them, I just said, teach me the systems that I need to put in place to be successful in this, right? right. Like, I don't want to be you. I want to be me, but I want to get to this point. What systems do I need to put in place to do that, right? And they build out a GPS model for them, right? And so it's the same thing like with, with my clients and with our, with our clients that are coming through and learning real estate or with our clients that are um, figuring out how to brand themselves to raise capital. It's the exact same thing, right? Like they want to get to this point. All right, well, what do you need to put in place to get to that point, right? It's so funny because I always go back to the, uh, to the music because that's how I kind of learned entrepreneurship. And with that, there's a lot of driving around. And I remember yeah. 2005 or 2006, I would uh, I was working for a company called PRG Audio in Vegas. Okay. So I would work like big tours. We did like American Idol and oh, yeah, Tom yeah. Petty and okay. stuff. And then I would oh, yeah, just, just like the camera. So that I would take that money that I would make and I would invest it in Pat's tours. And I remember all I had was MapQuest back then. <laughs> and it's funny, we're... Houston, Texas has these like loop multiple. Then they're building highways. A, they're building another one. I remember literally getting stuck in a circular loop in Houston, Texas, and it took three hours for me to figure out yeah. that how to get out of Houston. Like Texas. if you're down in Pearland and you want to get up to the woodlands, like you can jump on the loop and it takes you an hour. No traffic and it takes you an hour. Right. Or you can drive the straight shot right up through the middle of town where it's half the distance and it takes you an hour and a half, right? Right. But if you follow the map and you say, look, I want to go this, this is the quickest way. Well, you're going to take a longer time to get there yeah. because you don't realize what's going on. Or you're driving literally you're in, circles. in circles. That's what I did. Circle. I'm like, what? I had to eventually just stop and ask somebody at the gas station, yeah. how do I get out of this town? <laughs> you know, because I guess Houston's south of Austin. Yeah. So yeah, I'm well, like, waste, yes, yes I, I need to get to Austin, Texas. <laughs> this this tour route, this show's over. Yeah. <laughs> How I do like I get it. out of here? But I didn't have this back then. Right. This didn't exist back then. It was mapquest.com. Looking at the map and, and it's, it's I'm on the loop. Yeah. Yeah. Circle, 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 circle. And it was insanity. After the third time, I'm beating my head against the wall, just like we talked. If you're doing the same thing and you're not getting the results, it's literally the definition of insanity, right? It is. That's exactly right. Stop and ask this guy. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, you're not so from many... around here, are you? <laughs> yeah, you get that oh, you're from California, <laughs> right? No. So I mean, so many. That's a. That's so many entrepreneurs end up failing, right? Like. I think it's it's 90% of entrepreneurs end up failing in the first year and then 70% of all entrepreneurs don't make it to five years, right? Wow. Well, and it's because that they're trying to do it all on their own and they don't realize that if you'll grow your network with with people who are doing what it is that you want to do and don't focus on them, focus on you and what you need to do, but you grow that network so that you can utilize their influence or their, um, their mistakes, right? Because a wise person learns from their mistakes, but a genius learns from other people's mistakes. Right? I love like, that quote. I, I, I listen to that almost every single day from my coach telling me that over and over, right? Like 
stop learning from your mistakes. Because I learned from a lot of my mistakes early on. Like I typically don't well, yeah, and you mistakes. Have to. Right. But when I started learning from other people's mistakes, I created a bridge in time, right? And I started getting to my results much faster because then I didn't have to experience that setback or that um, failure and learn from my mistakes where it set me back and then I had to do it again, right? And fix it. I learned from somebody else's so I could put a system in place so that I didn't even experience that setback. I didn't even experience that failure, right? Like and I then go days around and that. days and days go by exactly. where you're literally just steamrolling. That's exactly yeah. right, right? And you start building momentum much faster. And it's like, like you know, your your network, you lose your net worth or whatever, right? And, and you know, everybody's, talking about cars and exotic cars now, right? Well, you can take, you can take a hoopty, which, you know, is the do it yourself model, right? So you can get your thousand dollar hoopty and <laughs> you can, you can jump in it every day and hope and pray that it gets you to your, to your end result. Right. And then you have a breakdown and it sets you back. You waste time fixing it and do everything. Yeah. And the breakdown might be more expensive than exactly, the entire right? purchase the car, right? Or you can take the Rolls Royce approach, right? And you can spend more, Right. And you can jump out of your comfort zone and do something out of your comfort zone, but it gets you to where you're going with precise direction, right? Like the GPS in that Rolls Royce is precision based, right? And it's it's updated every single year, right? And then not only that, you've got a comfortable ride and you don't have to think about other factors that are going to have you a setback. You can now think eight steps ahead, That's right? So interesting. Like I'm thinking about not what's happening right here in front of me because my car might break down and the brakes might not work. And oh crap, I might hit this person in front of me, right? Instead, I'm thinking about, okay, I've got this meeting here and this is what I'm going right. to be discussing, right? And I'm doing these things or like, it's like the Tesla model, right? Like it's going to drive itself, right? So I don't have to think about all of the stuff that's going on right here around me. I can think about what's well in front of me, right? Yeah, I like that. And um, I'm big into the to the ClickFunnels guys. A lot of ClickFunnels mm -hmm. guys ordered songs for me, which mm -hmm. again, who, who do I want to get in touch with? Who needs right. uh, my, my skill so that I can advance and, and turn this into a digital service? Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of those guys, um, Russell Brunson, the CEO, has a community called the Inner Circle Community. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the most successful ClickFunnels Absolutely. people have hired Russell to help them jump and it's you see all those inner circle people they're they're the two comma club people right and the, and the people that are doing 10 million dollars and they have the plaques on their walls and it's stuff and it's interesting how all Why of them are they say, successful right. you gotta ask yourself right not they're sitting in the not room they're successful i wish i was successful right forget about that why? What have they done? Why they're are they sitting in the room? Being a two-year-old, like yeah. my two-year-old's in that stage now. Well, why, Dad? Like, why do you have to do that? Why? Why is this? Why is that? Well, that's a great point. Like, yeah. if you sit there and stop and think like a two-year-old and why, 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 then you can all of a sudden start. That's how I've built all of my systems and processes. Systems. Like, why did this happen? Why did this failure happen? Or why did this success happen? Right. And so, if it was this failure, well, I'll be a create a system around that to prevent that. Right. Or why did um, you know, one of my coaches is George Ross. George, why did this deal fall through, right? That that he was doing. And so he'll talk about like a lot of his deals and stuff. And I use, okay, why? Why did that happen? Or JT, why did this happen? Or why, why, um, why did this turn out this way, right? And so now I build my systems and processes around that. Oh, hey, I made right. this success. This happened. 
what did I do along the way that made that? And what I too? I was going to say right? that. And so, so you go back and like, you, you record it. Like I said here and I voice recorded in, I send it off to one of my assistants and I say, write out this system and process. This is a new must do non-negotiable in our business. Every wow. single time we do this, this is the process that I can hand off to any of our acquisitions manager or dispositions manager or whatever it is and say, follow this process right here and this will work. Now, this may change a little bit and, and I need you to be able to go off script a little bit here, but this is what I need you to right. do. Because you're getting around the people that have already done it before. Exactly. What room are you in? What, exactly. what people, who are you getting the information from? Exactly. And that's just like no better person than, you know, the guy that created the uh, the software. Exactly. That's going right. to show you how to utilize the software the best for you or for you or for you or for you. That's exactly right. It's, and it's just like, oh man. Uh, it's just, you learn so much when you're around people like that. Right. Because, but that, it also takes an investment. Those people invest yeah, 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 yeah. in I mean, themselves yeah. and in their passion and in their business. Who's, who's, what, what is your best asset? Like honest question, right? I know what my best asset is. Um, I would say, uh, Asset as in like in personality your, in your business, or energy? In your business, everything. Think about your whole right. business. Is it the camera? Is it the computer? Is it I would say energy, man. Okay. I would say energy. And so what that energy comes from you, right? Right. So that tells you that your best, my best asset is me, right? Well, right. So yeah, which is me. Yeah. How can I build the team around me? Well, I have to be at my best, right? And so what is my best? And so I constantly invest in my best, right? whether that's a personal trainer, whether that's a nutritionist, whether right. that, because if, when I'm traveling a lot, like there's, there's times when I'm traveling a whole lot, like, um, it's in, 20, in 2018 from mid September until the first of December, I was at home about four days and I was in, I think six or seven different countries. Oh, right. Wow. And so that's just constant traveling. Right. And so I had to be I was drained at the end of that, right? right? But you have to prepare for that. And I had to think ahead. And what people do I need notice to do for, that too. For like that, when right? I'm tired or something, yeah. people are like, hey, you all right, man? Because exactly. that's, I'm, a, I'm an energy ball. And right? it's so funny, you talked about this in your speech Friday too, was that was, uh, uh, when I was a kid, that was noted as a disability. And um, you, right? you, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Um, you're learning disabled. No, I'm just, I'm uninterested. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and this lessen its train in my energy. Right. And it's just like, put me on the roller hockey uh, or the soccer field 10 minutes after school's out. Dude, I'm Mark Messier. Exactly. I'm Pele. I'm, you know, the German champs. I'm right? Alexi Lawless. I mean, yeah. I'm the superhero now. So you're your best asset. If you are not investing in your best asset at all times, like you're going to plateau, like you yeah. talked about earlier, right? And so like, it, you know, I mean, I think we're we're getting into like 40 minutes or so now, but I think if if the best thing that you can take away from today is just having that that two year old mentality, that why have a zero based thinking approach. Right. Because and, and again, one of my coaches tells me this all the time. What got you to where you are today, Ty, is not yeah. going to get you to what your next level is. Right. And so if your next level is this, it doesn't matter who you are. Right. Like, don't compare yourself. I don't compare myself to Pat or whoever it is. If you compare yourself to you, what got you to here is not going to get you to here, right? So focus on the systems and the processes. Why? Why do I need to, why do, I need to do this and this and this to get myself to here? Right. And, and set back and reset your thinking so that you can create a systematic approach to get you to that result. That's awesome, dude. I love it. And yeah, that's important. Thinking big. We call this thinking big. And it's like, 
again, it's back to the, the I love boxing and UFC because it's one on one. You either win or you lose. Mm -hmm. But what gets you that strap? isn't what's going to defend it, man. You that, got That is be, a great point. You have to be able to defend it. There's so many guys that get it, and then they lose the next match. That's exactly they're, right, they're, because they, they take it for granted what they did, right? And perfect example with the camera, right? You you decided what what I did last week and what I've been doing. Hey, there's a better approach at yeah. doing this, right? And that's going to increase my value and my network as right. I, my net worth as I go. But right, like so a lot of people look at it this way. Same thing with uh, the lottery winners, or you take millionaires, right? And so sports athletes, one of the biggest issues there is they get a high influx of income over a short five to 10 year period, or a lottery winner that wins $10 million and just all at one time, right? And so then they continue living the same lifestyle that they've lived at all times. They don't change what they're doing and they end up being broke a year from now. Why? Because they didn't change what they were doing, right? They didn't like they got an in, exactly. They got an influx of money, right? Or you got to this point. So now, what can I do to increase what I'm doing to the next point? Multiply right? exactly. So if I'm doing right, if I'm doing a million dollars a year, right? So I make eighty thousand dollars every single month, right? And so I create a million dollars a year. Well, a million dollars this year is not going to be the same value as a million dollars next no. year, right? And so if I'm sitting there putting that into the bank, even worse. Because inflation, right? Inflation is going to go up. So if I've got a million dollars setting in the bank, that million dollars next year is now worth 3% to 10% less because of inflation, right? So the cost of living has gone up. So I still have technically a million dollars yeah, setting in the bank, yeah, yeah. but the buying power of that has gone down, right? Yeah. So if I continue to do the same thing over and over and over, that million dollars is now depleted to oh, it's it's worth yeah, less, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And I so like now what you're doing is, is worth less, right? So yeah. what do I do? to get ahead of inflation, to stay ahead of inflation at all times so that that bank account doesn't depreciate, it appreciates. Right. right. I have to continue to elevate my game. I need to continue offering something that's that's at an elevated level exactly to keep right. up with it. Exactly like you right. said, it's like, you know, five years ago or so, my goal was to sing songs in the bar by the beach. Right. And I love the people that helped me accomplish that. Right. But What's the next step, man? Yeah, like that's where not going to give you your lifestyle for where, the rest of your life. Where right? am I going from there? Yeah, like you've got to build on that. Like that that experience. Oh, and this is a, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up. Lee, my partner, talks about this all the time. And like I love him for it because I have a difficult, this is one of my difficulties. I have a difficult time of stopping and smelling the roses, right? Enjoying the process. Yeah. If you focus on the process, but you enjoy the process instead of focusing on the end result at all times, like if you're goal oriented and you accomplish your goal, it's like, great. Now I've got to immediately set another goal and get to it. Right. Right. Or if even worse, if you don't get to it, look at Olympic athletes that have a goal of winning the gold medal. Right. And most Olympic athletes are not totally goal oriented. They know that there's got to be a system in order to win. Oh, right? absolutely. Because but even though and stuff. they're so driven by that goal, when they don't make it, they get depreciated or they get depression. Look at Michael Phelps. Right. And a number of the figure skaters do the same thing. Right. It's like, well, I didn't get that goal. And so now like, oh my gosh, like I'm a total failure, right? Right. Well, that's because they're not enjoying the road to success, right? And so that's why in our company, every single month we have a guy's trip. So each one of the four of us chooses a different event each each month that we're going to do, right? Whether it's skydiving or um, taser ball. Like it's like playing soccer and you're holding the ball and you right. taser each other while you're going at it. Right? Like, <laughs> 
you know, whatever, or we're going surfing or we're going skiing, right? right? Like I've been skiing like three times this year because of, because of that. Like we had a family vacation. Well, we wanted to I was going to say the family, I thought got... it was cool. You guys with your wives went out and hung out with Vanilla Ice in Denver. Exactly. Right. Like, dude, that's, that's awesome. And then the month before that, we actually went to Denver and then drove from Denver to go skiing. And we took the whole family, not just right. the wives. Right. And, and then we went to, we've been to Florida and, and Chicago and different things. Like it's a different trip. Right. And that allows us to not be so focused on that end result. We're focused on enjoying what the road we have. Right. Exactly. Along the way. That's so true. Yeah. That's so important because when you stop and it's just like we were talking about, like, I'm so blessed to be able to have what I've created with this online thing that if I want to move, yeah, I moved here. I mean, you've been in different states, yeah. and different cities, all over the place. States. Yeah, we were talking about that before. I mean, within you know the Nashville stuff I've done, the Vegas stuff I've mm -hmm. done. I'm from St. Louis. I've left. I've come back to St. Louis before. You've been in multiple places. People, in certain people from St. Louis don't think I ever left. Didn't even <laughs> know that I was gone. It's just it's different people from different parts of your life. And now it's it's we're here. This feels like home. It's the heartland. And right. it's just like we've never been happier. And it's like you said, we had a little pool that we bought um, from Walmart or wherever. I saw and my baby was that. playing in, in the pool in the backyard. And it's just like, dude, that was so awesome because it's yeah. just like, well, I remember last week and yeah. they were on their way to the zoo. Yeah. Right? Right. I remember being a kid and enjoying that so much. And it's just like, dude, it like brought tears to my eyes. See my kid enjoy that moment. How flinging the water and stuff right? like that. It's just like awesome dude yeah and it's like who doesn't want that for their baby girl that's exactly right she it's, needs that it's like you know you you have these ideas and you're like you want your kid to do that and so like for us it's we've spent so much time in colorado recently and a bunch of time in florida and so that's where we focus our vacation properties right and so now we have our headquarters and our base here in texas ah. why because the cost of living because the the taxes right like i'm not paying income taxes and I'm not paying some of the ridiculous taxes in Colorado. Florida is very similar to Texas. So I would live there. I can't get my wife out of Texas though, but, <laughs> but, but regardless, so we have places to where like, like this summer, I'm going to spend the summer. I'm going to live in, in our Florida house probably. Right. And oh, like, cool. like I'll probably be in Colorado some, um, in the winter, like we've, we basically lived this whole winter in Colorado. I can't, I don't even know how many times we were back and forth from there. A right? lot. It's right. awesome. And, and so that's what the, that's what the, um, I guess being an entrepreneur and when you're focused on systems and processes so that those results come because the of the systems results. and processes, the you big thing exactly. Now about. you can grow your, your economy, right? And you can, you can have those, the freedom of, of lifestyle and, and Grant Cardone talks about this all the time. And, and like, uh, JT, my coach does the same thing. He's got, you know, houses and, and, and homes in different cities and different States so that he can follow seasons and things like that around. Like you don't have to be strapped to one Which area. Maybe that like to his strengths. It's like, exactly. I need this at this point. The environment right. does play a huge part exactly. in, in your output. That's exactly right. And like, um, and, and, and taking action in, first of all, putting the systems and processes in place to allow you to do that. And then taking action to, to be able to live out those lifestyles. Like, like I, I do, what I teach our students and our clients to do. My coaches do the exact same thing. Like JT is talking about taking action and 
fish where your fish are at, right? And he had an opportunity just, he had to make a split moment decision. Am I going to move from this side of Florida to the other side of Florida for an opportunity that presented itself? He didn't hesitate. He immediately did Boom. it, right? Five, four, three, two, one, take action because your gut is 90% of the time your gut is right. If you overthink it with your heart, you're going to become emotionally attached. If you overthink right. it with your mind, you're going to talk yourself out of doing it, right? And so then you can't let your, you can't let your emotions talk and you can't let your mind overthink. Let your gut take action first and then back into the system and process and make sure that you're not getting out of your route. That's what right? I was going to say. Make sure that everything's in place yeah. to, so that you can exactly. succeed. You want to show up and you want to win first. That's exactly So that's right. why it's like I wait. I'm putting myself around people that have um, the things um, and the knowledge that I want to get to so that I can create that process that's for exactly myself. Right. That's yeah. awesome. Of course, Kara's like, welcome to the greatest state, Pat. <laughs> She's never leaving Texas. Oh, that's, that's good to see. My wife's watching this thing in an She's never leaving Texas. I love you, babe. Yeah. So anyway, you guys, think big. Uh, if you have any questions, please pop them in here. Uh, we always go back and look at it. Um, we can answer that stuff whenever. Shoot us some topics, and um, we'll see you guys soon. Awesome. See you next week. Cash, cash, baby.